What is up, my teacher friend? Good to be back with you, Tony, here for episode number 28 of the Primary Teacher Friends podcast. Oh, I am so excited about this one. If you don't know it about me, let me tell you, I am a literacy nerd. Language arts and reading are my thoughts. Thing. And besides encouraging and uplifting you, my goal is also to help you refine your skills and get better in this area as well. Today, we are talking about our students who struggle, those kiddos who are not getting it. How do we get them over the finish line to become proficient readers? Now, whether you teach K, one or two, this definitely applies to you. And I'm going to share with you the number one thing that those kids need from us in order to be successful. You'll be really surprised about what that is. So let's get to it. Are you ready? You are tuned in to the Primary Teacher Podcast. Now, if your job description doesn't consist of teaching little people to read, develop, succeed, and grow, you're probably in the wrong place. But if you do teach kindergarten, first, or second grade, well, you're what we call a difference maker, and you're among friends here. And now, your host, primary teacher, content creator, and little people fanatic, Tony Mullins. boy, it is so good to have you back here or here for the first time for a really cool episode. I love, love, love talking literacy. It is my favorite area to teach. It is really what drives my passion for teaching. Of course, I would show up and teach math, but I have to have that passion area of reading included in my day. It just absolutely puts a fire in my heart. Now that we are well into January, this is, of course, one of those times when we reflect on where our students have come, but also look towards the finish line. Where do we want them to end up? This is really that time of year when we start noticing who is excelling in our classroom and who is falling behind. And that's a good thing. We really need to plan for those kids who have not met their goals so far and really need some extra attention and support. So today I'm going to share with you the number one thing those struggling readers need. Those kids who have not found that flow in reading in kindergarten. This could be your students who have yet to decode words. In first grade, this may be your kids who really struggle to read a complete sentence. And in second grade, this may be kids who can read but not really well, may actually have any of the problems that I already mentioned, or may just be behind on their fluency that really are painful to hear. Have you ever had a reader who it just hurts to listen to them read? Well, that's what I'm talking about. So if you are in any of those grade levels and you see any of these problems, this episode will help you. This number one thing is something that it took me a long time to realize, but has really been a game changer for me and the students that I work with. So what is this secret thing? 
Well, I'm about to tell you. Repetition is the mother of skill. Now, I've said this in a previous episode, not sure which one, but it is certainly true. Tony Robbins is this big life coach guy who I really love to listen to, but that is my most favorite advice from him as it concerns my teaching because I've really learned over the years through practice and experience that he's right. Repetition is the mother of skill. So what does that mean? It means when we repeat something over and over, skill is born. That repetition, mothers, gives birth to our skill. So I have been teaching reading for 10 years. In those 10 years, I have repeated things over and over and over, refined those things, of course, and made them better. But that repetition is what has mothered my skill as a literary teacher. So we have to think of our students in the same way. We want all of our kids to be skilled readers. I mean, come on, what can they do in their lifetime if they're not first skilled at reading? There's not a job or opportunity in the world that does not require someone to be a skilled reader. So that is our goal for our kiddos. We're really playing our part in society by creating these proficient readers. We have to get them there. So let's apply this rule, repetition is the mother of skill, to our little readers. We want them to become skilled readers. So we have to make sure we are consistent in our teaching. That is the number one thing your struggling readers need from you. They need consistent learning activities and opportunities that are repetitive enough for them to get skilled at those things. So I'm going to tell you exactly how to accomplish this so that you can apply this rule to your teaching. Just remember how important it is to repeat something over and over and over until you reach mastery. Many times as teachers, we are kind of distracted by the shiny things, the cute activities and the wonderful things we see on Pinterest and oh, look on Facebook at what this teacher did. But in reality, those cute activities and those weak long units really aren't helping our students become masters at reading because they need repetition. They need consistency. So right now I'm telling you, no, stop it. Ignore that cute pin on Pinterest. Do not go back and see what kind of cute, fun, An exciting thing can I do with my kids this week? First of all, focus on being consistent in the areas that mean the most. So these are times like your language arts block, your small reading groups. Those times are where you need consistency the most. So how can you apply this rule of consistency to really help those struggling readers? Well, I'm going to give you some advice. And these are things that have worked so well for me over the years that I've really refined to help kids who could not read become proficient readers. 
So now I'm going to give you some steps because I love a process. I love step by step. Uh, These steps will help you to identify where your students need consistency and to implement that consistency in your daily schedule. Step number one is to assess your students. Before we can provide consistency in the areas they need it most, we first must assess their needs. Now, I believe our kids are overly assessed, but there are no more important assessments done in their whole time at school than those assessments that they are given when they are learning to read. These assessments really guide our instruction and tell us what skills the student is lacking in so that we can get them over that finish line of becoming fluent readers. So first of all, you have to give them assessments. Now, depending on your grade level, these assessments will look different. In K1 and 2, I definitely, most definitely recommend doing a phonological awareness and phonemic awareness assessment on your students. In my district, we use an assessment called the PAST Phonological Awareness Skills Test. And this is a running test that is done in K1 and 2 because it shows that progression in skills and it really zones in on what the students need. Of course, in the area of reading, we also need a phonics skills test. Phonics skills are the same everywhere. They progress in the same manner no matter what test you use. So just find a good phonics assessment and pair that with your phonological and phonemic awareness assessment to see which specific phonics skills your students need to focus on. Of course, in this phonics area, you're also going to include letter and sound identification. Even at the second grade level, you'll be surprised how many students, although they may be able to identify the letters and sounds, they are not very fluent with them. That means it takes them a long time to take that sound from their brain, produce and blend it with other sounds to make a word. Now, I've written a whole article and have a free resource all about letter and sound fluency. You can check that out over at teachertony.com forward slash letter fluency. Also, we cannot forget those sight word assessments. Of course, I use my rainbow word system. And in my district, we use the Dolch word list. And you're going to have to assess those because without that sight word knowledge, your students cannot be successful readers. And finally, of course, if you are a first or second grade teacher, you're going to need to throw that fluency assessment in there. Okay, so your kids can actually decode words and they know their sight words, but is it all coming together fluently? Is it painful when you listen to them read? Well, they need practice in fluency and that is also something that we can add that consistency to. So now that we have assessed our struggling students and really have pinpointed the area or areas that they need help in, it's time to really investigate and find ways to practice that skill consistently. That means every day as a routine. To help you a little bit, I'm going to give you some examples here. 
of things that I do that are consistent, that are routine based, that really help my students and help me zone in on their area of need. So y'all may know that I started out as a kindergarten teacher and letters and sounds were my thing. I love teaching letters and sounds. It is so much fun. Since then, I found my way up to second grade reading and I've really been surprised to learn after working with struggling readers that their problems aren't within sight words and really blending even, sometimes it falls back to those kindergarten, even preschool areas of phonological and phonemic awareness. Sometimes what is holding those readers back is mastering those skills. If you don't know much about phonological and phonemic awareness, you'll be surprised to learn that it can have lasting and detrimental effects on a child's ability to read. So sometimes, even in second grade, I have to back up, pull out my word works, which is a daily routine for phonological and phonemic awareness, and use that with my second graders. I do this in my RTI groups every single day with those students who have needs in that area until they've mastered that skill. And then I move on up to letter and sound identification and fluency. You'd be surprised how many Many students, although they can eventually say the letter's name and its sound, aren't very fluent with pulling that from their brain. It doesn't come out quickly enough to really aid them in reading. So I may have to back up and do a letter and sound fluency routine with them where I have them say the letter's name and the sound every single day until it's second nature. They repeat it so much they can never forget. After that, I progress on with that student to the next phonics skill, whether it's word families or magic E. I find or use a routine that I have that is based on that skill and I repeat it until I know for certain, without a doubt, they have mastered that skill. You may or may not know that I have a Teachers Pay Teachers store and if you go check my store out, you'll notice that almost Everything I create is based on this idea of consistency. You can take that product and reuse it for many, many days because I truly believe that consistency is what will build that skill. Whether you're looking at a resource I've created or something that someone else has created, be sure that you are checking it out through the glasses of consistency. Is this something that is only going to last me a few days? Is this something that I'll have to completely demonstrate for my students and then a few days later we're done? You don't want that. You want a learning routine that you can teach to your students and that they can repeat over and over and over. One of my newer examples of this is something called Fast Phonics. This is a new product that I created just a couple months ago, and it's based all on phonics skills. The students practice a certain phonics skill every single day, and then they go on to the next skill. But here's the thing. The structure of the activity does not change. The students know exactly what to do each and every day, although they're still getting the learning of a new skill whenever they're ready for it. 
So if you come upon a student that is, for example, struggling with magic e-words, you could use this kind of product in your RTI or small group reading or even in your whole group reading as a spiral review. And what it does is it forces your students to focus on that one skill. And you can do that activity as many days as you need. You can repeat it over and over until finally they've gotten the concept and then you can move on on to another fast phonics skill like vowel teams or there's even a CVC pack for UK and one teachers who may need that. So I will link fast phonics down in the description and you can check out the preview to see if maybe that will work for you and your struggling readers. But whether you buy from me or anyone else or even create something of your own, just be sure to do it daily consistently. Keep that routine in mind and know that that is what they need the most. So finally, the last step in really accomplishing this is to put it on your schedule. Now, if we just say something out loud, our brains, as overwhelmed and full of thoughts and ideas they are, we may forget to do that. So I really love writing something down, whether it be your goals or your schedule, your things that you need to do for the day. If it's not in writing, it probably won't get done. So the last step to really make sure you are providing this consistency for your kiddo is to put it on your schedule. You've assessed them, you know what they need, you found this way to practice, so now when are you going to do it? Carve out that time, make sure you put it in there somewhere that it will not get ignored, and do it every day. If you happen to join in for episode 24 and 25, I interviewed my dear friend Susan and she talked a lot about first grade word works and how she uses that every single morning to help her students get their most essential reading skills in. Well, that didn't happen by accident. Susan understood that she needed to get those skills in every single day, so she put it on her schedule. And now her students show up They know exactly what to do. There's no wondering about, hey, how is this going to go today? It's very, very consistent and therefore it gives the very best results as it relates to their learning and reading. So shout out to Susan, who really understands the importance of consistency. If you are a new teacher, don't try to learn this on your own. It took me years to finally realize that those cute activities were not what my students needed. They needed consistency, focused consistency on the skills that would help them the most. So let me do a recap on those steps that can help your struggling readers find the consistency from you that they need to be successful. Step number one is to assess your students so that you can really pinpoint their specific areas of need in reading. Depending on your grade level, this means phonological and phonemic awareness, phonics, which includes letters, sounds, and fluency of those letter and sounds, 
sight words, and reading fluency. Step number two is to research ways to practice that skill consistently, whether it's through an activity or resource, make sure it's repetitive. That is what you need to look for the most. An activity that you can repeat over and over and over, but that switches out the skills that you need. And finally, Put it on your schedule. Write it down. When will you do it? And then repeat that schedule daily and your students will very quickly become accustomed to that and get really skilled at working with you on those areas that they need the most. This is the key to success. Trust me, I've done it the other way. This is the way to go. Okay, teacher, that wraps it up. Thank you for hanging with me. I feel like I fed my nerdy self today with some literacy talk. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you enjoyed listening as much as I enjoyed recording it. I hope you have a beautiful and blessed week. I'm going to drop some links down in the show notes to some resources that I've mentioned and some other things that are related to this episode. So be sure to scroll down check any of that out that you may need, but be sure to join our Primary Teacher Friends Facebook group. I would love to see your beautiful name pop up on the members' requests. With that, I'll hop out of here, but you know I've got to say it. Until we meet again, go make a difference, teacher friend.